Hello. Before we do the podcast this week, something a little bit different, because we have a special prize to give away. Yes, Craig Revel Horwood, that's not spoilers, he's one of the guests I'm going to tell you in 40 seconds time, has signed a copy of the Grand Theatre Spotlight magazine. There it is, with signature. So we are giving this away. Uh, I had a chat with him ahead of his appearance in Annie. Uh, he's along at the Grand in October with the show. So, as I say, we've got the signed copy of the cover star of this copy of the Spotlight magazine to give away. To get yourself in the draw, uh, just drop me an email, studio at milkbarpodcast.com with the name of any song from Annie, or you can just put one of the, you know, the important lines from it, because we know what the songs in Annie are like. You're never quite sure of the title, but it's probably the line that you remember that gets stuck in your head immediately after you've seen the show. That'll be it. Uh, you can also put it in a comment under the video on Facebook or in Podbean or wherever you want. There'll be a comment section or a, or a contact section. Just click any of those. You can message me. That'll be fine. And uh, we'll pop you in the drawer. Doing that after the show has gone out for a week. So that will be on Friday. So that's Friday this week. The 21st? Something like that. Uh, so in case... I'm going to have to check. Hang on a minute. Uh, the, the calendar, uh, the 21st, Friday, the 21st of April, 2023 is when we're doing the draw. And we'll stick this in the post here because we'll sort out getting an address from you and everything. So let me know the name of any song from Annie and get it in the comments or email studio at the mobilepodcast.com. And I will stick in the draw and you could be winning this very copy of Spotlight magazine from the Grant. On to the show. Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 721 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, as you've already heard, Craig Revel Horwood joining us for a bit of a chat about Annie, which is at the Grand Theatre in October. We'll be hearing a show that's on this month in April at the Litchfield Garrick as we find out all about Don't Stop Believing, some amazing feel-good music, anthems from the 80s and 90s. Chris Kyle will be joining us to let us know about a stunt he completed courtesy of his friends with Red Bull, which saw him doing his BMX bike riding several thousand feet up in the air. Yes, uh, he's been uh, doing that suspended from a balloon. It sounds horrendous. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, also coming up, we're finding out about this year's Lord Bilston Challenge, the biannual event that uh, we'll be uh, raising funds for Compton Care in memory of Lord Bilston. And on top of that, but also we'll be finding out uh, about uh, some music which will help you sleep. That's on the way on the show this week. From the 10th through to the 14th of October, there is magic happening at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre. Annie is on stage. Craig Revel Horde is going to be Miss Hannigan. How are you, sir? I'm very, very well. I'm very much looking forward to it. And it's not quite the the glamour we expect from you, but it's still a lavish production? Well, it is. I think the production is very stylised as well. It's all made of jigsaw pieces. Mm -hmm. So the pieces of Annie's life sort of all coming together, you know. And uh, it's a wonderful story. And it's still relevant today you know and and this is an old old show you know dates back to the 50s and 
So it's wonderful to be able to recreate this character, and I love her. Miss Hannigan is an absolute pleasure to play. Mm. She's either drunk or hungover in every scene, which I adore. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a bit of typecasting. Uh, well, no, it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you but can stagger around a lot. It always works. But, I mean, the, the, the show itself, as you say, though, it, it is just bringing so much talent to the stage. And the kids are absolutely awesome every time this show's out on the road. Yeah. There's uh, three sets of children, and they do uh, Monday to Wednesday, and then the Thursday to Saturday, and three teams that uh, keep alternating. And it's really great, because what it does is keeps the show really fresh, because they bring their own performances to it, and each Annie is all very different. You know, um, Does that keep you on your toes? Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, because they'll, they'll, you have to play the character in a completely different way with each Annie. So for me, it's a, a joy because it keeps it, as I say, fresh and alive. And, and the look itself, though, it, it's not what we, cause you, you are. Fabulous, you are Thanks. glamorous, you are all of that 99.9% of the time, except when you're on stage in Annie. Yeah, well, she is downtrodden, let's <laughs> just say that. I mean... I, I sort of play her more glamorous, I suppose, mm -hmm. and a more of a man-hungry woman, you know, than, um, let's say, Elaine C. Smith, you know. <laughs> but um, for me, I just, I love her character. I just love the fact that uh, she can't bear these children. She wants her life. She wants to get with a man and wants to be taken out, you know, and wants money like everybody. And it's hard times. It's set in 1933, mm -hmm. of course through the um, Great Depression, Great Depression yeah. you know, and uh, and life was tough, you know, and um, and electricity was expensive, exactly like today, <laughs> yeah. gas was expensive, you know, it was all of those things. So it will resonate with a lot of people nowadays, you know, that are having to live on the breadline or in poverty, you know, and no one should be, but um, certainly the show's not about that, it's about love, it's just set in amongst that hardship, you know, in America in New York so for me playing her uh, is great fun too because I get to dance mm -hmm. I get to sing I get to be drunk <laughs> I get to drink a lot of pretend gin yeah <laughs> did you not exchange it for the real thing some nights uh, no, no I could I could I, I don't think I could do it <laughs> I couldn't I'll be all over the place and with say such a, a big show on tour, I mean heading up and down the country, mm. and you must be having an awesome time visiting all these places. Particularly, I mean, Strictly's been going for some years now, naturally, but yeah. it, it, the, the, you still will be getting people are there to see you because of Strictly, and that must be a, a nice honour too. Well, it's fantastic. You know, it, it's given me a platform on which to stand. I was in musical theatre since I was seventeen, mm -hmm. and my first job was West Side Story, and then I went on to do other musicals like Cats, The Musical, Miss Saigon, Crazy View, all in the West End. And I gave that up to become a director-choreographer. Mm -hmm. And it was 16 years later that I went back out on stage again, but in panto. Mm -hmm. So that got me back into the swing of it. And it was from pantomime that Michael Harrison, who was our producer, said, Craig, we'd really love you to do Annie. And I said, oh, darling, I don't, I don't want to direct children <laughs> and animals. No, that's not for me. He said, no, we don't want you to direct it. We want you to star in it as Miss Hannigan. And I went, wow. Because it, it wasn't your first time in a frock, was it? Oh, no, not my first time in a frock. <laughs> my first time really playing uh, a character, you know, in a, a real character. Mm -hmm. Normally pantomime I could come out of character and be Craig Revel Horwood on occasion mm -hmm. you know and you rely heavily on that breaking the fourth wall but in Annie it's very very different because 
I am playing her, you know, and that's what I love about it the most. And you're renowned for being an excellent host as well. I mean, that must be difficult when you're on talk. So I, I, I've heard talk of some of your Christmas parties during Panto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, did you get to experience a bit of that when you were on tour as well, a bit of fun? Yeah, well, we do, actually. We always have a company bash. You mm-hmm. know, we always have, you know, at least once a month, take everyone out for dinner and stuff like that and have a good time. Uh, because touring is difficult. As much fun as it is going around from place to place and discovering new things about all these wonderful cities, it's um, it's hard living out of a suitcase. And it's difficult because we're all away from our families and our friends. And when you're touring the country on weeklies, which we're doing, I mean, obviously, we've been in Birmingham for two weeks. We're doing Manchester two weeks. We're doing two weeks in Dublin. So there are some respite mm-hmm. from that. But it is a hard graph. You know, you really have to look after yourself and you've really got to be on it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the important thing is to try and enjoy it because that's why we're all in the theatre. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not doing it for the money as such. <laughs> as such. But um, certainly when I was a dancer on 200 quid a week, you know, it was um, tough going, but I did it because I loved it. And um, I'm just very glad that I'm able to continue. Now, the skincare regime as Miss Hannigan, this must be hard work because it, it's regular shaving. But yeah, I, I need a shave before tonight's show, definitely. <laughs> but, but equally, you haven't got to look too good to be her. She's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, How do you I work know. that? Well, I, lot of, I put dark rings around my <laughs> eyes, darling. Makeup is a wonderful thing. <laughs> it's great. No, I love getting dressed up. I did um, a, a speeded up like a video of myself getting ready that I shared on Instagram, which was great fun. Because I've only just got onto Insta, you know, I'm mm. a bit slow off the mark, darling, with all of that. <laughs> so um, I've just gone to that and I've had a wonderful time, you know, showing people what it's like backstage and stuff. And uh, and how much effort it really takes to actually get ready. I have to wear these nails, obviously. They suit you, though. Yeah, I know. They're a bit much for daytime, though, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll be on for a while. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of preparation, but it's stuff that I enjoy. And as I say, the company are just totally and thoroughly gorgeous to work with. It's going to be an absolutely amazing show. Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 10th through to the 14th of October. Now, the important thing is Craig's a bit busy with Strictly on the Saturday night. Just a bit. So you'll be there Monday through Friday. Absolutely. 01902-429212 is the box office number. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets. Make sure you get in there early and have a wonderful time experiencing Annie on stage. Craig, break a leg. Have a great time with it, but don't break a nail. No, I don't want to do that, darling. They're very expensive. <laughs> On Saturday, the 29th of April, Don't Stop Believing is the Litchfield Garrick. Nate Barr is part of the team who bring the show to life and joins me now to tell me more. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm coping, and you have got an amazing show to just put a smile on people's faces and a song in their heart. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 a fantastic show. It's called Don't Stop Believing. It's coming to the Litchfield Garrick. It's uh, at the end of the month, 29th. Yeah, really looking forward to it. It's, um, yeah, really, really great show. Yeah, if I do say so myself. So, so tell us about your role in the show. Okay, yeah, so I'm the drummer, uh, and I'm also the musical director. So I put it all together uh, on behalf, well, with uh, for entertainers who come to the Literal Garrick all the time with other shows like Magic and Motown, Fast Love, Lost in Music. But Don't Stop Believing is the high-energy show. It's an ultimate end-of-the-night anthems show. Yeah, well, you've got the hits of uh, Brian Adams, Blondie, Cher, you've got Bon Jovi, Kate Bush, Starship. 
all these tracks which were the, the anthems of the 80s into the 90s. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, I, I, I don't remember them first hand time around, but my, my, uh, my, you know, my heritage goes right back in. I was brought up on this kind of stuff. Well, I'm afraid to say I do remember most of these the first time around, and they were absolutely rocking then. And having seen some clips of what you <laughs> no. guys do in the show, uh, you know, it, it, it really is bringing the essence of all these tracks to the stage. And you're not doing it as impersonators, but you're doing it as entertainers. Absolutely. What else can people expect? I mean, obviously some, some amazing songs, but the audience must be on their feet pretty much the whole show. <laughs> Um, like I say, it's yeah, it's song, it's hit after hit after hit. And we just don't stop. Once we start going, everyone's up on their feet. It'll be a pumping night. Like I say, one hit after another. Just keep it rolling. And hugely talented performers. I mean, give us the oh. the, the rest of the lineup. Hey, who have we got on stage? We've got uh, Kirk. He's a great keyboard player. He plays with a lot of tribute bands around the country. We've got Dave Miles on guitar. Again, he's been around the block a fair few times. And um, we've got Michael Steen, who actually plays uh, bass for the Kinks currently. Um, a fantastic player and brings the much needed experience to the group. Um, and then we've got four cast members at the front. Each one of them have been in the West End on, on leading shows. They're a great bunch of people and great singers too. Great, great, great all-round entertainers. And all of this is about uh, saying, uh, let's have a great night. Let's go out there and absolutely rock. Have you got a favourite song in the show? Is it the title of the show? Oh, my gosh. That is a very difficult question. My favourite song by far, it, uh, it's got to be in the first set. It's either one or two songs, and it gets both the crowd out. It, it's um, either the final countdown or We Built This City. Fantastic songs. I'm probably going to have to go with We Built This City. Uh, absolutely classic track. And, of course, uh, you won't be doing the sausage roll version of that, will you? You're doing the original. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> the normal version. That's the way we like it. It's going to be an absolutely brilliant show. So it is Saturday the 29th of April. It's a 7.30 start in the main auditorium at the Litchfield Garrick. 01543 41212 on the box office number. LitchfieldGarrick.com to nip online to get your tickets. But make the most of an amazing show. It is Don't Stop Believing. And it's going to be bringing those anthems to life. The end of the night anthem show over at the Garrick. Nate, lovely speaking to you. Have a great time drumming away on stage. And we look forward to seeing the show soon. Thank you for so much for having me. Uh, yeah, we look forward to the show. And we'll see everybody. Everybody there on Saturday, 29th of April, um, for Don't Stop Believing. Thank, thank, thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Once again, uh, there's a bit of a challenge in the offing for Brendan Turner and his mates because it is the return of the biannual Lord Bilston Challenge. Brendan is here to tell me more about what's going on as they raise funds at Compton Care. Hello, sir. Hello there, Jace. How's it going? Very good, mate. Very good. Good stuff. Right. Another 24 months in the planning. What's happening and how is the craziness taking place this year? Uh, well, we are just getting going um, tomorrow with the launch of, uh, of this year's challenge. And um, I've do, been doing some reconnaissance over the last few months. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be up in the Lake District um, nice. for this year's challenge. Um, we've got the small task of the number one and number six rated cycling climbs in England right? as a, as a, as a first part of the challenge. <clears throat> and then we've got um, a climb, uh, walking, hiking up um, Scaffell Pike. Yeah. Straight after. And then we're on to uh, Lake Windermere for a 11-mile paddleboard, uh, <laughs> either up or down the lake, depending on weather conditions on the day. We'll be advised on that one. You are um, absolutely mad. Well, that's just day one. <laughs> so, and... 
So that, that's day one. And then on day two, we'll be cycling back from the Lake District back to uh, back to Wolverhampton. At least that's downhill. That is how it works, isn't it? But it's it, very. Don't <laughs> <laughs> keep telling the lads. <laughs> They, they, they may believe you sooner or later. But no, an amazing challenge. That sounds absolutely awesome. And I know we'll be able to follow all of this on the socials as well. There'll be a great team involved in all of it. So let's name check who's getting involved this year. So we've got Ian Shorthouse, Chris Wright, Simon Logan, Sean Gregory, Tom Jews, uh, Richard Whitehouse, Jamie Wright, Michael Quick, Mark Hughes, Stuart Banbury, Dave Walters, Adam Woodall, Adam Smith, Tom Adams, Adam Andy Tiernan, uh, Jamie Howe, Raj Brieg, um, Louise Lewis, which is our first girl participant, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Um, Paul Fothergill, uh, myself, I've got Dave Brown, Rich Leo, uh, Sean Delaney, Mark Westwood, Matt Dickin, Rich Jews, Chris Lake, Steve Dickin, uh, Phil Dickin, Gary Ruby, uh, Peter Stokes, Jay Crew, Dave Percival, John Garvey, Mike Howes, Jay Morgan, and last but not least, Mark Chambers. Yeah, because I, I was going to say as you were halfway through the list, I'm not spotting many female names there. You have one. Now, is it because we, most of the women you know are not, not insane enough to do this? <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that, mate, but uh, this is the first request I've had um, for one of the girls to do it. So, obviously, you know, she's um, she's putting in the effort just as everyone else is. So, Absolutely. you know, she's, she's quite welcome. This is yeah. equal opportunity so, madness. Anybody can take part. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So we've got quite a team now. That team is a mixture of um, participants who are doing the challenge and also support team. So mm-hmm. we've got a really, really, we've got a really, really competent now uh, support team. You know, based on the last four challenges we've done, uh, we've got a good team around us as well to support us through. You know, each kind of certain section of the challenge. So yeah, it's um it, we couldn't do it without the support team, mate. So you know they're really uh, they're really important. It's, it's, you know, it's vitally the important. The, obviously, the, the effort that you guys go to, and so much gets put into this, and it's absolutely brilliant that you you, you keep doing this. Content Care, I know, really appreciates all the work that you do for them, and obviously yeah, contentcare.org.uk to find out about everything that's happening there. But importantly, you need sponsorship at this point, don't you? We certainly do, mate. We certainly do. We um. The last uh, of the last, this, this will be ten years in 2014. Mm. Uh, in when 2024, when we when, when we get to 2024, and we've raised since then, since 2014 when we started, we've raised them um, 121,000. Um, so we're trying to we're going to try and hit the 150,000 mark with this one. So we, we're trying to raise 30,000 if possible. Uh, so that's our, that's our challenge, uh, additional challenge. <laughs> well, the, the amount of work that you're putting into it, you certainly deserve that. So that would be, uh, be good to see. And as I say, all in memory of your late dad. It certainly is, mate. Yes. Um, I mean, you know, from, per, from a personal point of view, you know, uh, Compton Care were, um, you know, the godsend really for, for, for my family um, when my dad was ill uh, in 2014. And, um, you know, I can't speak highly enough of the staff um, and the services that they provide. And um, obviously, that's the reason why, you know, we started the, the Lord Bilston Big Challenge. And that's the reason why we're continuing on um, to try and raise funny, funds for this charity. And, you know, luckily for me, I've got, uh, you know, a great, great, fantastic team of friends, people I've met along the way, people I work with, um, who are all supportive of, of what we're doing. And want to jump on board and, and help out, you know. So it's um, 
it's amazing, really. You know, it's a very emotional kind of roller coaster uh, along the way. And uh, I hope we can carry on, you know, just carry on raising funds for this um, fantastic charity in Wolverhampton. Yeah, they do a huge amount of work. And it's not just the palliative care and everything that comes with end of life. It is all about living life as well. And they allow people to do that for as long as possible and make it as comfortable as possible and do some absolutely awesome stuff in the community. That's why once Compton Care is part of your family, because they've been involved you're there and you're supporting them. I know that uh, you know the number of events they've got coming up over the next few months uh, that anybody else can sign up for uh, with the likes of the memory walk that I'm going to be at later on in the year. And uh, then, of course, we've got the Round the Reeking bike ride as well. Uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of things taking place. Do check out their website. Meanwhile, though, we do want people to be putting cash towards the pot that you are helping to raise funds with the Lord Bilston Big Challenge this time around. So what are all the details? Well, we've got a Just Giving page that we've set up um, for, for the team, um, and that is uh, www.justgiving.com um, team slash Lord Bilston 23. Uh, so that's our Just Giving page. And then we've also got a Facebook page, which is, which is uh, facebook.com forward, forward slash Lord Bilston with capitals at the start, start of Lord and the capital at the start of Bilston. Uh, but it's all one, all one word. Okay. So, so, yeah, so we've got a couple of ways that people can kind of access the information and see what we're doing. Um, and we're going to obviously be, you know, putting some feeds on, various feeds on Facebook over the next 16 weeks, which is what we've got until the uh, the, the date that we go. Um, so we'll be trying to keep everybody updated. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, it, 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 small a small amount is, um, you know, is a big help. You know, it it, it, it contributes to the um, to, to the total. So um, you know, if people can just put their hand in the pockets and just put a quid or two quid, whatever they can afford, you know, it's a massive, massive help uh, to this charity. It'll all add up to make a massive difference and it'll help to get towards that grand total that you're aiming towards of, of just over £30,000 this time to bring it up to £150,000 for the Lord Bilston Big Challenge. Your dad would be proud of you, wouldn't he? Well, I think he would, mate. I, I mean, I, you know, that's that's the, another reason why, you know, we try to keep people's memory alive and, you know, you like to do good things for, for good people. And, um, and I think that's what we're trying to do. No, brilliant work. Keep up that good work. Check it all out. Lord Bilston on the Facebook pages and just the Lord Bilston Challenge. Make sure you nip along to just giving and, and give a bit if you can. Brendan Turner, as ever, good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. And we'll catch up between now and then and get a few uh, totals and, and find out how you're getting on dusting off the lycra. Okay. Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, the world's first floating skateboard park has been used by BMX legend Chris Kyle, who joins me now. Hello, sir. Hi there. How you doing? I'm okay, but I cannot believe some of the stunts you get up to. And when I was told we were going to get a chance to have a chat, they basically described to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, a platform suspended from a balloon 2,000 feet in the air. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, honestly, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, well, yeah, you've said it. We pretty much we built a skate park. We hung it underneath a hot air balloon and we flew it up over 2,000 feet in the sky. And uh, I got my BMX out and, I, and uh, yeah, I was riding it and doing tricks and flips and spins and uh yeah all sorts of stuff so yeah it's, it's been a good one i'm hoping you had a parachute in case of emergencies yeah i actually did yeah um this has been the craziest project as well so many factors came in at this one but yeah i had to ride with a parachute on but the parachute actually weighed more than 10 percent of my own body weight so it was heavy and to to try and get used to that it was it, it was a job in itself you know it was um 
I had to physically train for this one. And uh, usually I don't train for stuff like this because I think time on the bike is more important. But this one, I had to hit the gym. I had to hit the weights. Even when I was walking my dogs, I had to uh, wear like a weighted vest when I was out with the dogs. So to try and strengthen my legs up to get used to that weight of the parachute on me. But uh, it all helped and it all worked. Well, I, it's absolutely amazing. And the the fact that uh, you've been working with Red Bull on this and they've got some uh, you know, some brilliant ideas and they love working with sports people to give you know, just a bit of inspiration. I mean, and this is just one of the craziest stunts we've heard of. But when it comes to it as well, I mean, the oxygen must have been a bit thin up there as well. Yeah, I said, I, I didn't even really think much of it, but I said it to the lads, I was getting way more tired out and stuff. And they're like, yeah, it's probably to do with altitude that you're at, you know? Um, and it was, it was high up there. And I know the project's called Don't Look Down, but the first thing I remember doing when I got in there was, over to the edge, I looked over and my stomach just flipped. I was like, oh my God, we are actually, we're high up here. And uh, if you fall over the side, you better hope that that parachute goes off. Absolutely. And with with the the fact you're, you're higher up, I mean, gravity will have been a little bit lighter. Not much, probably imperceptible. But yeah. how did it feel, though, doing what you did flying through the air? It was honestly surreal. You know, I get to do these incredible projects, but this one for me, I remember I just took it in when I first got on it. And I remember looking around and seeing my friends in the helicopters. We had two helicopters filming it as well. It was just a surreal moment. I remember just standing there and thinking, this is crazy. How is my BMX taking me here? You know, like all this for riding this bike. I was like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And the the, the, the sheer buzz that I felt through it was, was incredible. I can't believe it. Yeah, it, it's taken me to these heights, you know, and um, this is what I'm doing now. Well, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, so, so impressed with the fact that you've been part of this project. And we can actually see all of this footage online now, can't we? Yeah, you can now. Yeah. So if you head over to Red Bull's YouTube, so Red, Red Bull Bike YouTube, and uh, yeah, you'll see it there. It's called Don't Look Down. And I'm Chris Kyle. So you'll see it all there. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it because we had so much fun making this one. And yeah, it's been one hell of a ride. How long did it take you to actually get up to the heights before you could even do the stunts? Actually, pretty quick. Um, honestly, we were, we seemed to just fl- like we seemed to just literally blast right up there. Um, because the flight time we had, so the the bowl weighs one point seven tons, so that is re- that's a big bit of kit. Uh, also the hot air balloon was uh forty three meters high, so it's the biggest hot air balloon in the UK. Um, so we got up there pretty quick with that, but um. The only thing was, because it's so big, it uses so much fuel. And um, so I think our flight was like 45 minutes we had, and I had 30 minutes to literally get all the tricks done that I wanted to get done. Um, so there was a lot of stress on this one, and yeah, a lot of just get down there and just get, get sunk into it, you know. But uh, thankfully, everything worked out that I wanted to do, and I couldn't be more happy, any more happy with what we got done. And what on earth can you do to top this? I think this has to be the pinnacle of absolutely crazy things to do in your career. <laughs> well that's the thing like you're always thinking what's next i mean you finish one but you're already thinking about the next one and it is it's like a ladder you're always kind of trying to better it so onwards and upwards uh i'm already working on the next one um as we speak and uh yeah it's going to be a big one i just say keep your eyes peeled i can't say too much about it but it's going to be a mountain bike video the next one um and yeah but like I say, this is honestly the dream come true. I cannot believe that this is what I get to do, you know, as, as like a as a job, really. Like, this is honestly, like, I get to dream up these insane ideas and, uh, yeah, turn them into reality. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Just at the age of 30, what he's doing, this mad, crazy stuff, who knows yeah. what the future holds. Give us all the details, first of all, where we find you on the socials. Yeah, so my name is Chris Kyle. It's K-R-I-S-S-K-Y-L-E. And, yeah, check out the full film over at uh, Red Bull Bikes' YouTube channel. And it's, uh, yeah, called Don't Look Down.
check it out and see the crazy, crazy things. I'm not even sure I can stomach watching it. Now, I'll give it a go because I want to see where you're doing this in action. But uh, yeah, 2,000 feet in the air, that is probably is an absolute first. It can't have been done before, can it? No, well, that's the thing. No one, no one's ever done anything like this. And that's the thing with these projects. I'm always looking, what's no one done before? What would I like to see someone do? And yeah, I thought about this one. And uh, I actually thought about this project uh, the start of lockdown. So this has been like almost almost three years in the making this one um but i thought i'm usually so busy um traveling the world and i was like you know what i'm going to use this downtime to think of like, an insane project uh, while i was at home and i thought about this so yeah and here we are we done it amazing inspirational and just the absolutely little bit mad chris kyle thank you for joining us cheers jason thank you Now, if you've been suffering sleepless nights, a lullaby could be the perfect solution. Tell us more. I'm joined now by Liz Cooper, founder of the British Academy of Sound Therapy and producer Silky, behind a lullaby that could help you get a good night's sleep. Good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon. Hi, Jason. So first of all, Liz, tell us a bit about the project and uh, the fact that you've got something which is going to sound right to work for, what, people of all ages? Well, I think so, yes. I mean, certainly um, sort of we've we've had a lot of really good results with the adults as well as the the children <laughs> that have listened to this piece um and uh, and so yeah we were approached by um Aldi's baby and toddler brand uh, Mamia um who uh were wanted to have the ultimate lullaby to get the little ones off to sleep but um research has shown that uh actually you can get into a little bit of a negative feedback loop when you have when you have newborns and uh if you're really anxious about getting your baby to sleep then the more anxious you get the more you're going to affect the baby and then the baby doesn't sleep and then you get more anxious so we were really keen to appeal to both um adults and children with with this piece now the, the perfect lullaby should apparently be 50 beats per minute so a nice slow tune and it doesn't actually need any vocals either uh well that was it yes absolutely i mean we you know we don't want to take away the importance of being with your child singing to them i mean that's that wasn't the the uh, approach we wanted to take with this uh but you know obviously we decided not to put lyrics into this piece because they wouldn't be lyrics. They would. It wouldn't be the voice that the baby was used to. So, what we did is is to bring the lullaby into the twenty first century by using science that supports, um, you know, how you can use music to affect mind, body, and emotions. So we put lots of what we call sonic vitamins um, into the piece, which helps to drive the system to a more relaxed state. And Silky, how did you approach this then as a production piece? Because obviously this has got to be right and the, you know, we can't have any juxtaposition you know, changes or anything nasty like that. It's all got to be a good chilled vibe. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a matter of approaching it from a position of humility and almost kind of discarding all the musical knowledge I have that's useful in the pop space and, you know, making soul music. Um and just relying on the science and just that basic human instinct of, you know, creating what is relaxing, what gets people off to sleep. So, yeah, I think I think it was a matter of just starting it, you know, with a blank slate as opposed to, you know, my usual approach to putting together a piece. 
And of course, the important part here as well, not only the beats per minute, but also being at least five minutes long as well to, to really aid relaxation. So this is almost the extended mix. In the olden days, this has been the 12 inch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ex exactly. And that, that five minutes is is to do with something uh, known as the entrainment principle. Um, and, uh, and basically what that means is that after several minutes of us listening to a particular rhythm, um, so in this case, it was a heart, heartbeat at 50 BPM, um, what happens is it helps to, to slow the heart rate down, slow the uh, brain waves into a more relaxed state, slow breathing. Um, and so the, uh, so it was really important that this, the piece was at least five minutes long for that reason. And with the undulating textures as well, this is a part of the sound therapy. Well, well yes, absolutely. It's, it's a sort of a more musical um, version. So in, in, in normal let's say sound therapy when you're going to have uh, a session that may be being say a gong bath where you're immersed in the sound of the gong for 20 to 30 minutes um, we use the overlapping textures of maybe more than one gong to kind of create this lovely rich harmonic structure um, now we did use some traditional instruments in this piece we used Himalayan singing bowls um, but we we sort of Created. I mean, obviously, Silky will tell you more about the musical side of, of things, but he wove together all these undulating textures to sort of to create that sound bath effect. Yeah, so Silky, we've got a, an ethereal soundscape here. Uh, how did you create these actual yeah, noises? How did it come together to be so melodic? Um, so, I mean, we used... For the foundation of it, we used the heartbeats, you know, at 50 BPM and kind of used that as a, a foundation to build everything on top of it. Um, the water sounds, the majority of it are, it's just ambient soundscape. Um, melodically, we kept it very sparse. We mainly used like the first, the fourth and the fifth and the per perfect cadences. Um, so it wasn't too major. It wasn't too minory. It was kind of open in a way that wouldn't engage the mind too much. Um, and then it was just a matter of almost going through it like a listener and just feeling out what was needed at certain parts as if we were going through the journey as the listener. Well, we'll take uh, a little listen to this now. Obviously, please, people do not fall asleep at this moment. But uh, uh, where do we go for more information on the, the track itself to be able to share it with our friends and family? Yeah, so to find the piece, um, you can go to whichever streaming platform you use, whether that be Spotify or Apple, etc. Search Silky, S-I-L-L-K-E-Y, um, Drift, featuring Liz Cooper, that's L-Y-Z, and let us know how you get on. Okay, it'd be great to get some feedback on that one, see how you do with sleep. If you fancy a little rest now, take a listen. But for now, Silky and Liz Cooper, thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Jason. Bye-bye.
That's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 722 next week. I'll see you then. Ciao for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.